Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. Like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to another episode of Blue Murder Club. Hi, hi. Hello, Lauren. Hello, Kaz. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, not bad, thank you. I was going to say, another day, another podcast. Another day, another dollar. Yeah, <laughs> here we go. My name's Carol and I'm here to uh, host today's episode about Fred and Rose West with my good friend... Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> How did you find this week? Well... I really enjoyed it. I've been looking forward to covering this case since we started the podcast. This is your um, Israel Keys, isn't it? It kind of is, yeah. yeah. It's made me as excited as you was when we covered yeah. Israel Keys. So, um, yeah, I really like, I think because I was about, I was sort of like late teens, early mm-hmm. 20s when this case all came to light. Yeah. And um, I, I was just hooked. I was watching all the news and I just couldn't believe, like the rest of the world, I couldn't believe yeah. what was unfolding. Yeah. So I think it really got under my skin then. But, yeah. but you was a still kid, so what, I think maybe 94. 94, so I was yes. eight, yeah. So yeah. I remember I remember it being everywhere, Yeah. but I was very sheltered. Exactly. And, and I remember yeah. them to, me mum and dad telling me <laughs> off. Tell <laughs> off. And yeah, don't look, don't look. <laughs> I'm not surprised. And when me and my friends used to talk about this, like oh, really? they'd give us the willies, yeah, because mm. we didn't really know what we were talking about. Yeah, so I bet you was all exchanging little bits of gossip yeah, and little bits yeah. that you'd heard your mum and dad talking Definitely. about and stuff. yeah. So yeah, I just remember just being absolutely scared to the core. Mm, really? Scared, yeah, of mm. these people. And I think that's what's making me feel uncomfortable now. Yeah. Yeah, because you're I going back to your childhood where yeah, you had that, that fear. that trauma and that fear, yeah. yeah. And I'm not, I'm not, I don't feel comfortable with this at all. Yeah. At all. Whereas I'm literally in my stride because I loved... I just loved researching it. I, whenever they make a new documentary, I always mm-hmm. watch it. I just can't get enough of this case. It yeah. fascinates me so much. Um, I just really enjoy it. I think, um, but maybe enjoyment isn't the correct word. No, but I know you know what, what I mean. mean. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. yeah, this is one I was getting very fired up about, and I'm so glad that we've got the chance to cover it today. Yeah, definitely. So, um, so yeah, we thought we'd split it up a little bit. You always do the deep dives, yeah. don't you, into the um, into the... Uh, perpetrator yes 
and obviously there's two in this case, so mm-hmm. we split it, didn't we? Yeah, we went one to the other. I mm. said to you last week, who do you want? Fred or Rose? Your pick. <laughs> I picked Fred. Yeah, I've yeah. got Rose. So you got defaulted Rose. Yeah. I, I think Rose's, Rose's childhood's much worse oh, than Fred's, and yeah. that might be another reason why you've suffered a bit more. Yeah, it's been a tough one. Yeah, Rose's very dark. Fred's, yeah. Fred, well, I'll talk about Fred's now. <clears throat> So, yeah, so we've got here, uh, Frederick Walter Stephen West was born 29th of September 1941 mm-hmm. in a place called Much Markle in Herefordshire, which is in the UK. It's sort of up north sort of area, Midlands kind of. It just of. sounds like Meghan Markle's sister, Much Markle. Meghan and Much Markle. Sorry. <laughs> I thought that. It's spelled yeah. differently, but it sounds the same. Yeah, it does. <laughs> um, he was the son of Walter Stephen... West and Daisy Hannah Hill. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were six children in the family. I think two of them, like six that survived, I think two died in infancy. They were a very poor family. Mm-hmm. They were from like um, farming stock. Yeah. So the father worked a farm. He was a milking herdsman. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know what that means exactly, but I should imagine a bit like just looked after the herd of cow- milking cows. Yeah. And it says here that his mother was a maid. <laughs> and I'd like a to think maid? she's a milkmaid. <laughs> <laughs> Why do our minds work so well? <laughs> We're on been, fire. Yeah, the herdsman and the milkmaid yeah, became yeah. became married and had wow. some kids. So yeah. I don't know why. Um, there was a quote here from the uh, man who owned the farm, a man mm-hmm. called Key Cotton, funny old name. Yeah. Um, but uh, he said of Fred when he was interviewed later on that he was just an ordinary little lad, nothing that would stand out in your mind. He was small with a curly mop of hair and was very much like his mother. Now, he started showing signs of mental illness when he was in his adolescence. Right. Now, do you know what happened? When he was only about, well, this is 1958, so he was only like 16 or 17. Mm-hmm. He came off his motorbike and he was severely injured in the head and oh, he was, was in a coma say, yeah. for a week. Now, that is a severe head yeah. trauma if you're in a coma for a whole mm-hmm. week. And time and time again, when you look at cases of mm-hmm. serial killers... You will find that. You'll find yep. that bang, bang oh, on the head. Oh, bang on the head, 100%. And it changes them yep. forever. It stops them feeling empathy and that kind of thing. Yeah. Like classic signs. So, wow. And then around about the same time, he was mucking around at the yo- local youth club mm. and he fell off the fire escape and again um, had another head injury, a uh, severe head injury. So he so, had two while he was wow. in his teens. And... <clears throat> I think it was around about this time. So this was in 1958 when he had mm-hmm. the motorbike accident. In 1961, he um, he was accused of impregnating a 13-year-old family oh, friend. Oh, God. Right. Now, I read that it was a 13-year-old family friend, but then when the, I watched the documentary, it said it was his 13-year-old sister. Because I know that he, he went to court for incestuous mm-hmm. rape, rape as well as um, rape. Yeah. I think you're right on both accounts. There's, yeah. There there's two... two yeah. They're both 13. Yeah. One became pregnant, the other was his sister. Yeah, yeah so it, um, after he did that, he was banished from, from the family home. Mm. Uh, he worked as a construction worker until he was caught stealing. And he was caught having sex with a minor. Oh, my God. Um, so, yeah, he was tried for the rape of the 13-year-old, convicted. But he didn't go to jail because he was suffering from fits following his head injuries. So, mm. obviously, he was never the same again. No. Head injuries caused him to fit. So, for whatever reason... I didn't reason, know he had seizures. Mm, yeah, that's what he said here. That's wow. how, how he got away with going to jail. Plus, I suppose he was still quite young himself yeah. at that point as well. Um, he met a woman called Catherine Costello. She's referred to as Rena. Mm-hmm. 
throughout this whole story, um, she was a Scottish young woman and she was a waitress. Um, when he met her, she was already pregnant with a, another man's child. Okay. And she already had priors for prostitution and theft. Um, by all accounts, she was quite um, quite like a big personality. She was yeah. More, more, they said she was more than a match for Fred. Oh, really? Good yes. on her. Yeah, so um, she was born in Scotland. She was said to have had a strong personality and was more than a match for Fred. She was described as tough and manipulative. Um, now... Who does that remind you of? Because I thought Rose, Rose straight away. Yeah. Like tough, straight, manipulative, yeah. over like probably the the leader in the yeah. in the in the um in the relationship. Mm-hmm. Um yes, so they um they married November sixty two and her daughter Charmaine was born in March sixty three. There's no mention of who Charmaine's father was, but I did read somewhere that she was mixed race. Oh, okay. Um, in the pictures of her, she doesn't look mixed race, but she possibly could be. She's yeah. got black hair, but then all of the West children have black hair yeah. and had slightly sort of like um, light brown sort of tan mm-hmm. skin. So mm-hmm. I don't know, to be honest. But um, So Fred worked as an ice cream man. Mm-hmm. And... Um, in 1965, he ran over a three-year-old boy. But again, what? he didn't go to prison. I don't know why they just didn't seem oh to put people God. in prison. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so, I don't know. It's very strange. If he went to prison, he might not have met Rose and this monstrosity might not have happened. Well, yeah, it's one of those cases, isn't it? I mean, <clears throat> if they'd have met anyone else, yeah. like if he'd have carried on being married to Rena, for mm-hmm. instance, she probably wouldn't have encouraged him no. to do what happened, you know, yeah. in the subsequent years. Um, in 1964, Anna Marie West was mm-hmm. born. Mm-hmm. Um, so she was Fred's natural child with Rena. Mm-hmm. Um, they moved to Gloucester at that point with a 16-year-old girl called Anne McFall. Right. She was a friend of theirs. Mm-hmm. And um, he got a job in a slaughterhouse. <laughs> oh, God. And according to some sources as well, that kind of like got him used to cutting up bone the bloodlust as well yeah, I'm thinking yeah, yeah being like killing the act yeah. of killing yeah uh, it just made him more used to handling a knife yeah you know I mean when you work in a sort of house you learn all those kind of knife yeah. skills don't you and it hardens you as well I'm guessing I think it does it definitely yeah. got hasn't it otherwise you'd, yeah. you'd quit after the first day yeah. um, obviously I'm a vegan so I wouldn't be able to deal with it anyway <laughs> um, at one point Rena returned to Scotland on her own and um, apparently there was like sexual, domestic abuse and things like that. Plus, yeah, she sounded like a she she wasn't she was a bit of a troublemaker yeah. herself. So she moved back to Scotland alone. And at this point, Anne and Fred and the kids move into a caravan. Mm-hmm. This is in 1966. Right. In early 1967, Anne McFall becomes pregnant, mm-hmm. and she apparently, according to Fred, I suppose, mm-hmm. she was urging Fred to leave Rena for her. Mm-hmm. Um according to Fred or maybe later on with some forensic mm-hmm. forensics he killed her that July <sighs> uh, so this Anne McFall she must have been 16 or 17 years God old yeah he killed her that July cut off her fingers and toes before burying her and this is something we're going to see yeah. later, later on Laura yeah. was talking about this earlier weren't we we was in January 68 Rena came back and she moved back in um, within six months of mm-hmm. this, these events happening um, he was linked to the disappearance of 15-year-old Mary Bastom. Right. Uh, she was a waitress um, mm-hmm. and she worked at the Pop-In Cafe. 
Mm-hmm. And you may this may sound familiar to you yes, because last rung year, a bell. Yeah. yeah, last year in 2021, they excavated mm-hmm. that cafe because they thought they were going to find her remains. Yes, they didn't in the end, but he was questioned. He was linked to it, but there was nothing uh, to connect no. him to it at that point. Um, she was abducted from a bus stop in Gloucester. Um, she was a uh, yeah. So um, and then we've got here. In 1968, he met 15-year-old Rose Letts, who had become his second wife. Um, Shall I take it from here? Yeah, so at this point, Rose Letts is, she's 15, nearly Mm -hmm. 16. So, yeah, do do you want to pick it up from here so you can go back to her early life and then the stories will merge at that point. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux. XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. So, Rosemary Pauline Letts, so that's her maiden name, yeah. was born on 29th of November 1953. That's my birthday. Stop it. Not the same year, but the same Oh, day. no, Kaz. Fellow Sagittarian. Wow. Mm. So, yes, uh, she was born in Devon and she was the fifth of the seven children. And so she was number five of seven. Mm-hmm. And they were a very poor family too. Bill, her father, worked in the Navy and he was away a lot during the early years. And Daisy suffered with, um, oh, both parents suffered with mental health. Bill, the father, was diagnosed with being a paranoid schizophrenic as a teenager. And Daisy had a really um, traumatising pregnancy prior to Rose. And she suffered with postnatal depression. And when she was pregnant with Rose, she was given something called ECT, 
I'm not going to pronounce the proper name for it because I can't. Mm. And so she started having this, which is something like electrical current therapy, I think it is. Electric shock therapy, yeah. Yeah. And she was pregnant with Rose mm. while this was happening. So this has caused a lot of speculation that this could um, be caused prenatal injuries to Rose. Yeah. Same sort of thing as Fred having this head trauma. Mm. This is what they suspect might be Rose's trauma. So as a baby, the trauma that came out was um, she used to sit there rocking her head side to side or banging her head mm. against her cot. And apparently that comes apparent in abused babies because mm. they're trying to find comfort. Or, yeah, something they're finding something's not quite right with Rose as a baby. Yeah, that's not, not normal infant <coughs> no. behaviour. So Bill decided to quit the Navy and help at home because as Daisy's depression become too much. So he thought, oh, I'm going to quit the Navy, come home. But he really struggled to get into civilian life. Mm. And he um, ruled with a terror and an iron fist. He was a control freak. And he made the kids clean the cup carpets with toothbrushes. Yeah, they were never allowed out to play with other kids. And he was a very violent and cruel man. And sexual abuse was rife in this household. He, would, he wouldn't beat Rose at all. But instead, it's sexually assaulted because he found more gratification that way. Mm. So I think that is quite a nasty, and it's a behaviour Rose picks up to think, well, she merged the two together, if that makes sense. Mm. There's violence and the sexual abuse, which isn't great. Rose didn't enjoy school. She was a target for bullies, and they were calling her Dozy Rosie. That was her targeted nickname in school. She was performing really poorly with obviously with the stuff going on at home. Of course, you're gonna, you know, Mm. and it led for her being held back a year at school. So, she also had a lot of fits of rage growing up. Um, yeah, so she was quite a a temper tantrums, quite a fiery little girl. And as a teenager, she would walk around naked. She was fascinated with her growing body and just would like, but in front of her siblings. Um, and on numerous occasions at the age of 13, she would creep into nine-year-old Graham's bed at nightfall and molest him and her younger brother, Gordon. So, again, sexual abuse is rife from a very, very early age. <sighs> so, by this time, it's thought that uh, Rose thought that incest was normal and a way of showing love. She didn't understand that not everybody does this because this is, again, learned behaviour. And she also had a reputation with the local boys and men as like a bit of a gubber mm. and a bit promiscuous. So Rosie's parents, Daisy and Bill, separated when she was a teenager and she lived with her mother and attended Cleve School for six months but then decided to move back with her father at the age of 16 and her father then decided, or oh, not decided, did sexually abuse Rose and her oldest sister Patricia again. So again, she... So that's what I don't understand is she's got away from him, got away from the sexual assault, but she goes back to it time and time and again. We'll see this throughout the story. She goes back to it, and I don't, that to me doesn't, most kids get away as fast as they can, like the Fritzel case we covered. Elizabeth, didn't she? She ran away, or she tried, she was going to run away as soon as she could. Mm. So in my eyes, Rose is just. But it's part of her. Yeah. So we get to 
this fateful day in 1968, Rose has just turned 15 when she met Fred at a bus station. She wasn't attracted to him at all. She thought he was quite gross, thought he was homeless, in fact. <laughs> he does look a bit homeless, <clears throat> doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> and he used to sit next to her and, yeah, she just didn't find this attraction at all. Mm. But she's quoted to say he could charm the birds from the trees. And she found out they had a lot in common, basically, where they both lived. Their mothers both being named Daisy. And they both went through incest. So how do you find that in a quick conversation? Well, Bowler Cats, Fred West only talked about sex. Yeah, true. So he Fred turns up to the bakery where Rose worked and asked her on a date. They go on this date and Rose's father, Bill, goes ballistic. Doesn't want him going on this date. He's a control freak. He sees Rose as his property mm. and he really doesn't like this. So you know what he does? He contacts his social services. And by doing this, social services puts Rose into a child home. Oh, wow. Yeah, so to get him, get her away from Fred, he's willing to risk Rose going to this child home. So, again, it's all controlled behaviour. Like, mm-hmm. he doesn't, if Fred don't have her, like, obviously he doesn't, but then it's splitting them up. But it didn't deter Rose. She chose to see Fred at weekends rather than her parents. And then after turning 16, she leaves the child home and moves in with Fred mm. at a caravan site. And then in 1970, they move into a two-bedroom drowned house alongside Fred's previous children. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm in July 1970. Do you want me to carry on? Well, I was going to say, what that documentary I watched the other mm-hmm. day, um, they had a um, Rose West brother-in-law was talking. Yeah. And he said he used to own a hot dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, hot dog stand did you read about this at no, all no 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 I, I didn't either uh yeah you sound like a you know like what you get at festivals you yeah. just took it to the back of a car you take it somewhere and you sell hot dogs out the back of yeah it. and he used to employ rose when she was 15 to run this stall on of an evening yeah and he'd go and pick her up and he said most of the, most nights he'd go and pick her up and she she'd already locked up and she was having sex with blokes in vans in lorries in yeah. cars 15 years old Fuck she was already me. well away in the world of wow. like having sex, yeah, she was completely um, comfortable with it. Experience is the word I'm trying to yeah. think of. Yeah, at the age of only 15, so this is the same period of time that she met Fred. Mm. So she was just before she was 16 when she met him. Um, untrue, isn't it? Absolutely untrue. Yeah, and I think I think like you say that that electric shock treatment while she mm-hmm. was in the womb, combined with the um, abuse and attentions mm-hmm. of her dad. Has just combined with in making of her in yeah. the making of her because the way she behaves is just so weird. Yeah, very strange. Even for a child abuser, it's just weird yeah. that she continues to be abused herself and seems to, and she does like by own account she really enjoys it. Yeah, she does. She likes having sex with her dad. Yeah, she chooses to do it all yeah. all throughout her life. Yeah, yeah, and it As, is a choice by the end of it because I think if she said to Fred, hmm. "I want to end this," I'm sure. Mm. I don't, I don't know if Fred it, would have done something yeah. about it. Well, it definitely, it. it definitely is a choice because um, on this documentary, she, mm-hmm. it said that um, she was working as a prostitute. Her dad was one of her clients. Yeah. So yeah. she just like, yeah, come on. Yeah, with Fred's permission. Fred, well, Fred didn't yeah. even like it. Fred said he didn't like it and he used to catch them at it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's it's beyond messed up. It is. It's, it's, every word that comes out of their mouths, you're like, Say that again. Yeah, yeah. And that's how I found this whole case. Yeah. Kaz. It's bizarre. Yeah. And yet the people that live near them, they all just thought they were normal. Yeah. 
Untrue. Yeah, absolutely normal untrue. family. You start really. Untrue. Because you'd think people would get a bit of an inkling that, oh, yeah. that they were, especially some, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you think, you, you get that creepy vibes off yeah. people, don't you? But, yeah. Yeah, so I think that's brought us both up to the same point in time, which is mm-hmm. the late 60s slash the early 70s. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I've got 1970. Rose gives birth to Heather West. Mm-hmm. And around about this time, Rena disappears. Yes. Um, never to be seen again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Fred tells everybody that she's moved back to Scotland. Yeah. And nobody bats an eyelid. Everyone just believes him. No. Um, 1971, mm-hmm. Fred goes to prison for most of this year yep. <laughs> for petty theft charges, which include thieving a tax disc and thieving car tyres. Um, during this point, Rose is looking after Heather, the newborn mm-hmm. baby. Um, she's looking after Charmaine and Anne-Marie. Yeah. So Rose herself is only about 17 or 18. Oh, yeah. She's very, very young herself anyway. And she's got three little girls to look after. And um, it's around about this time that it turns out that she probably killed Charmaine. Mm, yeah. The little girl who was about, I think she was eight years old when yeah. she died. Um, by all accounts, Rose couldn't stand Charmaine. She really had it in for her. Um, there was a neighbour that was on the documentary said she saw um, Rose hitting her with a wooden spoon once or I think she saw her like... Making rolling a, pin. Yeah. A rolling pin, that yeah. was it, yeah. And she made the little girl stand up on the table yeah. or something with her hands tied up. Tied up, yeah. So, um, yeah, she hated her, couldn't stand her. And at, one, at some point while Fred was in prison, she killed her. So at this point, Rose has killed one person and Fred has killed two. Yeah, so... They were already neck up to their necks in it aren't they yeah and it was it's likely that Rose hid Charmaine's body until Fred came out of prison because Charmaine was um actually her remains were found under the kitchen floor mm. I mean Rose wouldn't have laid a new concrete no. floor would she no definitely not and this was when the couple were living at 25 Midland Road in Gloucestershire yeah, in Gloucestershire. Gloucestershire. yeah. yeah. And was it believed that her fingers were missing? Yeah, her fingers and toes have been taken off when they found her remains. So that plays a big part in it all, doesn't it? Yeah, so part of his MO Mm. is to do that. And obviously that's not going to make a big difference to... Like, obviously most of the bodies were dismembered so that he could easily um, bury them. But Mm -hmm. taking off fingers and toes is nothing to do with that. It's got to be something else. Yeah. Um, Oh, God. January 72, Fred and Rose get, it says secretly get married in Gloucestershire, in in Gloucester. So maybe it was a secret because he didn't want anyone asking questions about Rena. Yeah, sounds like it, doesn't it? Yes, I think so. And then a few months later, Mae West was born their second daughter. Right. And at this point, they moved to the bigger house at 25 Cromwell Street. That's a terror. The House of Horrors, exactly, Mm -hmm. yeah, that famous house. And it was a really big house. The reason they Mm -hmm. took it was so they could take in lodgers to help uh, with money. Yeah. So obviously they're they're newlyweds, they've got a big family, they need some more money. So that's why they've taken this big house and they take in a lot of lodgers over the years. Did Rose have a bedroom, like her parlour where she'd turn tricks? (laughs) Yeah, so... uh, yeah. It wasn't the marital bedroom, was it? No, I don't think so. Rose had yeah, Rose worked as a prostitute at twenty five Cromwell yeah. Street. Um and during this uh, uh, the seventies Fred kitted out the cellar. Right. Um as a well as a torture chamber. 
Mm. And um, but also like at some point he turned he said it was like a kids' playroom and he had some mattresses and beds oh down there. Oh my god! What the fuck's a matter with these two? Why do people? Sorry, I'm just getting so rolled up. It's like Fritzel in the basement. Yeah, Fred West in his cellar. Like, oh, what is wrong with? Oh, I don't know. No, it's pretty weird. It is. <laughs> um, so during this point, I think it was around about <clears throat> 1972. So his child, which was his natural child with his first wife, yeah. but was uh, actually Rose's stepdaughter, yeah. Anne-Marie. Mm-hmm. She was one of the first occupants of this torture chamber cellar. And um, she was led down there, uh, held down by Rose right. while Fred raped her. And oh. this was a regular occurrence and she was threatened to be beaten if she told anybody. So it, this happened to her quite often. Poor kid. Anne-Marie, yeah. How old she? Well, I'm not sure. This is 1972, and she was born. She was born in the 60s, so yeah, probably about 10, 12. Love her. I, I think it carried on until she left home. Until yeah, she was about 16, 17, and she left yeah. home. Um, I've got here about Caroline Owens. Did you read anything about her? The uh, the nanny. The nanny. Yeah. So it was this this year as well 1972 mm-hmm. that they hired Caroline Owens she was only 17 years old and she was hired as a nanny mm-hmm. um, she said at first that everything seemed alright they seemed like a normal happy family the kids were really lovely and she really enjoyed her job but yeah. after a few weeks she decided oh, yes. to leave yes, 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 yes. she wanted to go That the, the West were pressuring her to join them for sex and things like that and she did, She just wouldn't, didn't. wasn't her scene so yeah. she um, hands her notice and she left Anyway, she said a few weeks later, I think she was just catching a bus or she was hitchhiking somewhere. Yeah. And um, they, the West offered her a lift. So um, she thought, yeah, fine. Okay, I'll get a lift. Yeah. This was on the 6th of um, December 1972, so right at the end of that year. Mm-hmm. She said she got in the back of the car and Fred just turned around from the driver's seat and he just started punching her in the side <laughs> of her head. Like, literally just disorientating what her, punching her. yeah. And they drove her back to 25 Cromwell Street where they stripped her, bound her, gagged her, blindfolded her and tied her hands behind her back. Mm. And they raped her all night. They beat her between her legs with a belt. Oh, God. Um, And she thought she was going to die at one point because Rose tried to smother her. Mm -hmm. And at that point she begged them. She said, you know, I swear I won't tell anybody and I'll come back to work for you as a nanny. Please don't kill me. Please let me go. And they believed her. So thank God she got away. A couple of days wow. later, she said her and Rose was at the laundrette and she slipped away and she went home. And um, she, after I think after a day or two, her mum noticed injuries on her and things and mm. she broke down and they went to the police station and she told them what happened. Mm. And um, so Fred and, Fred and Rose were arrested. And um, when it came to the trial, uh, Caroline, she just didn't have it in her to to go to court to God face father. them to give her statements yeah and during this um procedure fred mm-hmm. and rose persuaded the court that she'd been complicit that she was joining in and that it just got a bit out of hand Jesus. and i suppose because she wasn't there to put her side of the yeah, story to across, say that's not true they were kind of giving a bit of a slap on the wrist they got um they were fined 50 pounds each and were charged with indecent assault causing abh my god abh is really serious isn't it i can it imagine is. like how much damage they did to her body to to say to get that ABH. yeah i know yeah i do know as well some of the police were rosie's punters so they did try and hide a lot or 
ignore yeah. a lot, not hide a lot. They didn't, they weren't complicit in that, but they ignored a lot of... They turned a bit of a blind eye yeah. to some of it, did they? Yeah, because yeah. they were her punters. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I know. Awful. You think they could have fought better than that? I know. Sorry. No. <laughs> True that. Bloody things. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's Caroline. And I think... From what happens now, there seems to be a bit of a killing frenzy for the next few yeah. years. And I think at that point they've turned around and they've said to each other, we're not letting any of the no, others go. They because can't go. look how much trouble yeah. this Caroline's got us into. We, sh- we, yeah. we made a mistake letting her live. Yeah. Which again, has rung true in quite a few of our other stories, isn't it? They have a survivor and yeah. then regret it. Do you remember? Yeah. Israel Keys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they just regret yeah, unfortunately yeah. so, but yeah. Mm. They sort of like, they hone their skill, don't they? Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, so this obviously, this attack happened at the end of 1972. Mm-hmm. So um, we're moving over to August 73. Uh, yeah. She gives birth to a little boy, Stephen. Um, I've got an April 73. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, what, for Stephen being born? No, 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 no. Uh, Linda Gull. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. So we have got all Should during... I do that? Yeah, so all during the, se- all during the 70s mm-hmm. is um is when, like, the killings happened, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. 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 Yeah, go on. Yeah, so mm-hmm. this Linda Goh, she's 19, and um, unfortunately she was killed in April 1973, and yeah. she was buried in 25 Conroe Street. Mm-hmm. She lived in Gloucester with her family. She attended the local primary school and then she went enrolled in a private school. So I'm guessing the family had a bit of money about them. Mm. She worked as a street seamstress and become really friendly with the lodgers at the West Home. Mm. And it's believed she did have consensual sex with them at first. She was a naive um, 19-year-old girl and mm. she went missing in April and her parents reported her missing and unfortunately, her remains were found in a former car inspection pit in the garage that had been converted into a bathroom at Cromwell Street. Mm. Poor kid. But I haven't, yeah, I've asked you to do <laughs> the nasty and look at how she, they might have died or did die because I, I couldn't face it, Kaz, to be fair. Um, yeah. It's took a toll. <laughs> it really has this week on me. Well, when they dug up most of the remains, mm-hmm. the West had just buried them as they died. So I don't think they'd bother to, like, for instance, one of them was buried with a knife that oh, killed them and things yeah. like that. And, um, in fact, I think it was um, it was Linda Goff who was buried with the knife. Because oh, I think it was around her. about that time that Fred went to hospital with a deep wound to his yes, hand. Yes, to his hand, yeah. yeah. And that they, she was found buried with a knife. Wow. Um, but probably where he was dismembering her mm-hmm. to bury her. And um, so most of the, if not all of them, showed evidence of um, that brutal sadistic torture. Yeah. yeah. So they uh, had um, tape, masking tape, still bound around the skulls. Uh, what, a couple of them had belt buckle uh, under the jaw. Under and over the, the jaw, head. yeah. Yeah, so it was all like um, bondages and straps and um, tethers and things like that just to keep them quiet. Wow. Yeah. Um, there was... In this basement, is it soundproofed? Do you think other lodgers could hear them or mm. the kids could hear them? Oh, no, they could, They weren't allowed to scream. Yeah. They had gags. Yeah. So no one would have heard them. Oh. Yeah, they weren't allowed to scream. Some of them actually weren't hardly allowed to breathe. <sighs> um, 
Uh, there was um in the in the basement, sorry, in the cellar, there was some holes which they thought that's where they would suspend them from. Right. And it was it was presumed some of the girls were there for days before they actually died. Oh, love them. Yeah. And um, we'll get to the point at the end, but it sounds like it very much like it was a lot of it was Rose. Oh. Um. So the next one we've got is. Um, Has Fred got like a mental to dip- like? What's the word? Like trying to work because he's he's quite not easily led. I don't want to say he's easily led. Mm. But he can be manipulated by women quite easily. Yeah, I think so. But he's also a homicidal maniac mm-hmm. who is just... Like, when you listen to him being interviewed, yeah. there's a point he's discussing um, when he murdered his first wife. Yeah. And he said that... Um, he said that she came back one time from when she'd left him and they went for a drink and he says, Rena gets all loving when she's got the drink in her. That's what he said. And then he said, we went and we made love under a tree. And then something happened. I'm not really sure. We had an argument. And the next thing I know, I'd smashed her up against the gate and she was dead. <coughs> so I think when he says we made love, yeah. he means rape. But I don't know if he knows the difference. That he doesn't know, the di- doesn't understand the difference. Yeah, because he talks about Rose, oh. Rose's father making love to her. Oh, and he's I don't like, like that. That's, yeah. not, that's not what that means. No. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus that's, Christ that's incest and yeah rape. that certainly is not making love no <laughs> but wow. that's what but yeah so he, he definitely had like quite a um, reduced mental capacity didn't yes. he because you that's said you, words, wa- yes. you watched that um, appropriate, appropriate ad- adult yeah. yeah so they're saying he has got the IQ of somebody yeah. who, I don't know who's, who's got a limited mental capacity but he certainly could function yeah. I mean he was always employed he had you know he was a builder and things like that so yeah yeah, I don't know. He was clever enough to get away with it for a hell of a long time as well. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, so you had the April 73. I've got up to uh, the 10th of November. Oh, sorry, the 10th of November. Yeah. 1973. Mm-hmm. Uh, a young girl, she's so young. Carol Ann Cooper oh, was her name. Her. She was born in Luton and uh, in Bedfordshire, moved to Worcester. Worcester? How do you say it? Worcester, like Worcester sauce. Yeah. Worcester. <laughs> um, and she lived at a children's home. So oh, tra- God love her. So tragic, isn't it? Um, but again, you think, Rose went to a children's home. You think she'd have some sympathy or some empathy, yeah. but she just doesn't Nothing. care. It's no. awful. Um, she was last seen waiting for a bus, having been to cinema with her boyfriend on the oh. 10th of November, 1973. Um, she was only 15 years old. She's never seen again. Oh, no. Until her remains were found in Cromwell Street. Yeah. Fuck's and sake. And this, uh, this young girl... Yeah. She had the tape and everything round her... Round her head. Yeah. Um, yeah, she... Uh, oh. I think she had, like, a couple of tubes inserted into her nose. Oh, no. So she could breathe. I mean, it's terrifying, isn't it? Obviously, the eyes are bound, the oh, mouth's bound, everything's yeah. bound. You've got to think she's probably tied up. 15 years old and suspended from the cellar just Jesus just left Christ. there being tortured until yeah until she died oh um after that we've got a young girl oh this is not long at Lucy. all 20th of december 73 so it's only just over a month later yeah yeah go on lucy so at least lucy pardington mm. she's 21 she was last seen at a bus stop in cheltenham 
Her body was discovered in the cellar down in Conroe Street. Mm. She was born in St Albans and moved to Bishop's Cleve soon after. And she is quoted to say that she was a very clever and much like woman. She went to a university in 73, which is quite unusual for mm. that time. I think she looks well-educated, lover. So she went to a friend's house and two days later just went missing. Um, it's thought that the West picked her up while she was waiting for a bus. So she might have been hitchhiking because that's their MO, isn't it? That's their target. Yeah, or picking her up from bus yeah. stop. That's having it rose, wasn't it, yep. at a bus stop? Yeah. Her mother was reported missing to the police. Uh, uh, her mother reported her missing <laughs> to the police. So the police detective says this case is the most one that um, attracts the most anger. Mm. She was middle class and she recently converted to Catholic, being a Catholic. Mm. And her remains were found beneath the cellar floor at 25 Cromwell Street. Do you mm. want a quick fun fact to lift the mood? Because we're getting really <laughs> dragged down. Yeah, go on. Yeah? Yeah. So shall I tell you someone? So this person was walking down the road... With long flowing hair, going or coming from Glastonbury, mm. and the Fred and Rose picked these hitchhikers up, got them in the car, only to be Vic Reeves, the comedian. Get out of it! Swear to God. <laughs> and um, they <laughs> realised the girl with flowing hair wasn't a girl; it was a boy, and decided to against whatever madness they had planned. Vic Reeves. <laughs> I can't believe that. Really? Honestly, yeah, the graves. Can That's you believe that? Unbelievable. And he said it was his girlishly long hair that led them to him. <laughs> but yeah, as soon as they found out him and his mate were boys, yeah, they just went against him. Wow, that is a fun fact. I like that. Yeah, lifted mode because I feel I'm getting bogged <laughs> down again. I'm so sorry, but yeah, I know it's not nice, is it? So yeah, so I thought chuck that in there, lighten the mood. <laughs> Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Shall we skip to 1994 and then we can go back? Yeah, let's do that. Because otherwise we're just getting bogged down, aren't we? Yeah, it's a lot. Um... Yeah, so this is... Actually, let's skip forward to August 92. Let's do it. Um, there's a policewoman. Mm-hmm. Police, police lady officer so woman. Sorry. Yep. DC Hazel Savage. 
Uh, she led a search at the home to find looking for evidence of child abuse. Mm-hmm. So the West, one of the West children, 13 yeah. years old she was, she told her friend in confidence that yeah. Fred had raped her, sodomised her. The friend's oh. mum has got it out of her and gone to yeah. the police station and reported it. And all hell's kicked off. Finally, someone's actually doing yeah. something about this place. Um, so she's looking around, she's looking for tapes and evidence of yeah. it. She finds obviously tons of tons and tons of pornography and things like that. Um, the children, all the young children get taken into care at this point. So this yeah. is August 92. Again, um, she ain't going to be a punter of roses because she's a woman as well, is she? That's a so, good point, actually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so she's not going to care at no. all. Good on her. Because I, I did read that, I saw in that documentary, Fred used to tape, he used to video yeah. some of her rose with some of her punters. So maybe even he had something over on yeah, her. Yeah. I mean, if he's tape, he could even have been blackmailing people to yeah. be quiet, couldn't he? 100%. Apparently he's tied in the wardrobe oh, <laughs> with his cynic Oh, damn. <laughs> so grim, isn't it? It makes you feel a bit sick. Eesh. Yeah. They weren't the most attractive pair either. So this is what makes me yeah. think, what the fuck? I know. Perhaps they found, I don't know. No. God knows. God knows. Yes, we're a certain type of person to even well, be able with to Barbara Hindley and Ian Brady, apparently they were very attractive looking mm. and kids were quite gullible. But these two, they're not. <laughs> yeah, but apparently he was very charming. Ooh. And the thing is as well, like the young girls who are hitchhiking mm. or waiting for a bus, they'll accept to lift because they see Rosie in the van. Yeah. They're gonna, they wouldn't accept There's to lift a couple, up a man. No. But a couple, you're yeah. going to be more trusting, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, of course oh, yeah, you are. It's just a married couple. They've probably got a couple of kids yeah. in the car. Just jump in with yeah. them. You, don't, you think it seems safe. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, during this investigation, this child abuse investigation, DC Savage discovers the abuse of Amory mm-hmm. and she hears about the disappearance of Heather and Charmaine. She, t- she questions some of the children. Some of the kids have been kept. They've all been really groomed not to ever say yeah. anything. You can imagine they're like, t- they're probably beaten and told, yeah. you know, don't say anything, yeah. never talk to the police, that kind of thing. But eventually some rumours start coming out that Heather is actually under the patio. Yeah, it was a family, it's a family joke. joke. Yeah. yeah. They're like, if you don't eat your greens, you're going to go under the patio of Heather, that kind of thing. Jesus <laughs> Christ. But don't tell anyone. Yeah. But you'll go under that patio if you tell anyone. Yeah, and you're going to be with Heather under that patio. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Um, when the kid's taken into care, Rose does a suicide attempt, actually. Oh, um, really? Yeah, but she's found by her son, Stephen. He revives her and she survives. The two key witnesses in this case, they mm-hmm. failed to testify again. Like Caroline, they're scared, mm-hmm. they're intimidated. Yeah. You know, it's their mum and dad. Yeah. They don't want to burn bridges. So they failed to testify and the whole case collapses. The kids still stay in care, though. Oh, God. DC Savage, now she's got the bit between her teeth. She yeah. will not stop. She knows something's amiss. She's, they've all done a big investigation, and there's no sign of Heather West since 1987. Right. There's been, like, no bank account, no NI, nothing. Just nothing. At all. Nothing at all. So, again, that's raising lots of suspicions. Yeah, with her. definitely. Um, eventually... Oh, this is this is almost two years later, but 24th of February, mm-hmm. they get a search warrant to search the house and garden at 25 Cromwell Street. Right. At 7.40 that evening, uh, I think Rose, Rose has called Fred a couple of hours before, and at yeah. 7.40 that evening, Fred eventually leaves work and he goes voluntarily to Gloucester Police Station mm-hmm. to be interviewed about Heather. He says, he goes, Heather's fine. I saw her recently when I was in Birmingham. Bullshit. At the same time, Rose has been interviewed at home mm-hmm. by the police. 
at 9.30, Fred leaves the police station and it's believed that he went at home and him and Rose went and walked the dogs. So you got to think they're out. They're probably mm. discussing what's going to go down. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Um, if you say this and I do this. And yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, who's going who's gonna to take the blame, yeah. I think? The next day at 11.15... Uh, DC Savage and DC Law. How cool is it? Some people have the surname. I know. I was just of their job. That. Yeah, I DC just, Law. Yeah, you get it all the time, don't you? But I like Savage as well because I just hope she was fucking yeah. went in on them savagely. Savagely, yeah. yeah. I hope she did. Um, so they they went to Twenty Five Cromwell mm-hmm. Street and they were just try- they said they were just trying to gather some uh, information about some of the relatives and things like that. Yeah. Um, by all accounts, Rose were just she is ignoring them. She's watching telly and not commit, not commenting on anything at all. She wasn't helping in the slightest. After a few minutes of this, Fred and Rose step outside. They shut the door. Literally, after a couple of seconds, they will. Fred comes back in to the living room where the police mm-hmm. police officers are, and he mm-hmm. says, "Can we go to the police station?" While we're at the police station, he admits that Heather is in the garden and he is arrested. So they've obviously gone and had that chat and yeah. gone, look, this ain't going away. I'm going to go and yeah. take the blame. Fucking hell. Uh, Rose gets arrested as well, but it's, um, I think it's just on some other thing. Charge, yeah. yeah. She's denying everything. Every single thing that's thrown at her, she just says, I'm innocent. I'm innocent. That's all she says. Um, let me see. I think we've got the... T- I think on that day... Uh, the remains of Heather are found in the garden. Right. They look, they're digging in the wrong place and I think Fred goes there and he says, no, she's in that corner. And I think he'd built a barbecue over it. Yeah. And he said he used to just walk down the end of the garden all the time and just talk to her mm-hmm. and pray pray for her. I mean, he just he does sound quite simple. Yeah, he does. And wasn't it that they dug up three leg bones or something and he said, who else is down here? And um, yeah. the police officer jokes to him, unless Ever's got three legs, it ain't <laughs> just Ever. Exactly. And he says, that's the girl who caused all the trouble, Shirley. Oh, God. So Shirley Robinson was last seen in 1978 and she had been Fred's lover and she was heavily pregnant with his child. Um, yeah, so she was the other girl in the garden. Yeah. This but, has Rose all over it, this one though, doesn't it? Yeah, they are implying that it, it, she was killed because Rose was jealous. Yeah. And Shirley, she was only 18 when she died. She's beautiful. Mm. There's pictures of her and Fred. They look yeah. like a couple in love. I yeah. Mean, he must have been quite old by then. How is he pulling all these young women? I, I do know. not know. I've not got a clue. But they're smiling in this picture and, and their heads are really close together and his teeth are just covered in tobacco stains. And she's 18. She looks fresh and beautiful yeah. and polished. Think, what are you doing? What are you this doing? tramp. I don't know. Exactly. Exactly. Who's also got a wife who's obviously a nutcase. Very strange. I think he just picked girls that were uh, already quite damaged and vulnerable. Yeah. Because yeah. no one in their right mind would want would want that. No. I don't think so. No, definitely not. Yeah, so, and she was eight months pregnant when when she was killed, Shirley Robinson. Yeah. And um, so her the baby was, um, the well, the remains of the baby was also found in the grave. Oh, God love her. Oh, apparently yeah. I've got here as well. She saw herself as Rose's replacement, and it'd been mm. suggested that Rose told Fred Shirley had to go. Yeah, she was last seen in May nineteen seventy eight. Yeah, she was. Um, she was oh, that's bo- got Rose all over her. I'm sorry. Yeah, I think so. 
I it think Rose, like yeah, Rose was very jealous, wasn't she? Yeah, there was um, there was a, an old lodger that one of the there was a woman who used to lodge mm-hmm. at the same time when Shirley lived there, and so she said that her and Shirley were friends. She moved out, but Shirley stayed there. She said she popped back one time to to visit her and was told that she, Shirley had moved on. Like Fred and Rose said that she'd moved Bullshit, on. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So this uh, so that's it for the for the garden. Um, at this point, Fred takes full responsibility, tells mm-hmm. the police about the bodies that are buried in the cellar, which was also his torture chamber. He told them where to find Rena, Charmaine and Anne McFall. Rose, meantime, she's just denying all knowledge. Right. She says, it's all Fred, I had no idea. The police are not convinced at all because of the amount of murders mm-hmm. and her participation in the rapes. They already know what a nasty piece of work she yeah. is. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so they already know that. They don't really believe her, but they don't have anything to concrete to pin it no. on her at the moment. And they don't for quite some time, especially as they have Fred's confession that it was him and him alone. Yeah. He just kept saying Rose had nothing to do with it. She didn't know. He's manip- she's manipulated him mm. to say that. 100%. She, we know she's a, she's got a terrible... Maybe temper. Temper, yeah. yeah. Maybe he was a bit not scared yeah. of her, but maybe... I think they just both, both did it, <laughs> mm-hmm. didn't they? Yeah. Um, yeah. So this day as well, Fred admits to strangling a woman. Described he described her as Shirley's friend, okay. and this would turn out to be a young woman called Alison Chambers. Right. Uh, Fred is charged with Heather's murder. Uh, this is uh, so. This is late February '94, early March. So fourth March, Fred passes a note to DS Bennett, which states: So he's got his solicitor to write mm-hmm. this note in his words. I, Frederick West, authorise my solicitor, Howard Ogden, to advise D.S. Bennett that I wish to admit to a further, approximately, nine killings. Fucking hell. Yeah, he can't even remember exactly. He doesn't say exactly nine. He says approximately. Approximately. Yeah. Expressly, Charmaine, Rena, Linda Goff, and others to be identified. And they they took him to Cromwell Street that night. They dressed him in a blue boiler suit, so he looked like all the other Mm -hmm. um, forensics. Yeah. And he showed them whereabouts in the cellar all the bodies were. Oh, my God. And the next day, Therese Saigonathla's remains are found. I'm glad you pronounced that I because can't I can't pronounce was... it. But the Swiss girl that you yep. mentioned. Yeah. Um, yeah, so her remains are found in the cellar. Do you want to hear a bit about her or do you want to carry on? Yeah, let's hear about Therese because I don't think we... Um, so, yes. Sorry, I've just knocked the microphone. Did you hear that? Bang. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so she was Swiss-born and she was mm. a student at London College. She had left school at 16 but continued her education and she was doing se- uh, secretarial studies. Mm. She came to England, but believed, in the 70s to continue her studies and at the weekend she worked as a ballet shoe shop in the Swiss centre of Leicester Square, mm. right up my alley. I thought that. Yeah. Um, she was described as a petite girl with blondy, mousy hair. Um, she disappeared at Easter, having her set out hitchhiking to Ireland to visit a friend who was a priest. Mm. So it seems quite religious girl as well, maybe. Yeah, and um, she never reached a destination, unfortunately. Someone picked her up. Mm. Yeah, on that documentary, her friend was on there. I think mm-hmm. um, her parents passed away now. But um, her friend was saying that her mum and dad like, constantly came over here. They would provide her as a missing person. They absolutely did their best oh. to try and find her. But obviously there was just yeah. dead ends everywhere. Yeah. Dead ends everywhere. Who would have thought that's where she'd end up? No. 
Um, the following day, Lucy Partington's remains are found in the cellar. There's old Lucy, let's find her. And the same day, Juanita Mott's as well, so they dug up two girls' bodies on the 6th of March, 94. So, yeah, um, Lucy Partington. Yeah. And Juanita Mott. Now, Lucy... Um, the picture of her, she's the girl with the glasses, yeah. so cool. Yeah. She looks like she should be in like a Jaws film or something. She's like so 70s cool, isn't oh, she? Like her she glasses is and stuff. And she's one of the older girls, isn't she? Yeah. She was 21. Yeah. Yeah, she was um, a clever and much liked woman, went to an Exeter University and she was returning home yeah. for Christmas. That was the girl, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah so she was probably staying with mum and dad at Christmas and yeah. just two days later vanished after vanished. visiting a friend. And what's the other lady's name? Or oh, this, name? Was, um, this was Juanita Mott. She was only 18. Oh, yeah, I've got mm. So she was a lodger at Conwell Street. She was last seen April 1975. Her body was found buried there. She was born in 1957 and went to a school in Gloucester. Um, she left in 1972 to take up a short-term job in the city. She was rebellious, difficult and strong-willed. Very attractive and outgoing. She was 18 years old. She left her address in Newent, is it? Newent, yeah. Newent and believed when travelling Gloucester. Gloucester. Mm. But she vanished the day before her friend's wedding. Mm. Her disappearance wasn't reported because of, um, the family didn't contact the missing persons. Until after, the, I think they must have assumed she's gone to the wedding, stayed out. Mm. So, yeah, she was found in a cellar, lover. And then we've... Yeah, and then the next day, Fred takes the place to where Anne McFall is buried. Mm -hmm. But he says he, he just feels she's there. He's quite vague about it. He points to where she's buried, near the tree. Yeah. Um, and she, he says, I didn't kill her, but I just know that she's here. <clears throat> he says things like that, like praying to like to heather and that kind of thing it's like he's quite spiritual yeah. in a way it's, he does say funny things but there are there were something like 50 interviews with him so mm -hmm. i expect he said a lot of stuff and the police that were on this um documentary yeah. said he, he he kept lying like a lot of what he said was just lies um the next after that the 8th of march carol and cooper's remains are found in the cellar yeah um <laughs> 20th of March, he's questioned again about Mary, the waitress, Mary Bastille, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. he denies it. So I do wonder whether she, her disappearance was anything to do with him because he would, you think he'd just say, yeah, she's yeah. here and I'll show you where she's buried because yeah. he does it with all the others. But then um, while he was on remand, apparently he said to his son, Stephen, who was visiting him, mm -hmm. that he did kill her. But the, so strange. But he just, he, he changed his story all the time. He says he does it oh, to confuse the police, yeah. just in turns, he, he just, just, does he remember? He seems to remember everything. Yeah, he does that's seem true. I mean he can remember he could pinpoint exactly where he buried these women. Yeah. yeah, that's true. He don't seem to be lacking in the memory department, but he's lacking in the trophy department yeah. sometimes. Um yeah, so the tenth of April, digging at the site revealed human remains of his first wife, Catherine Costello. So they found her so Yeah, so it's it's quite near where he buried Anne McFall. And obviously Anne McFall was eight months pregnant, don't forget when he killed yes, her. So that's the true. fetus is there as well. Oh. And I was thinking, you know, an eight month old a uh, fetus is viable. If mm -hmm. you gave birth at eight months, mm -hmm. um, the baby will live. Yeah. And yet those two babies weren't counted in his death count. Oh, that's true. He's only done for 12. 
And I, in my view, it should it's be 14. 14. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I, do. I wonder. I just wondered why they didn't count the babies, but maybe it's like a legality or something. Yeah. I'm not sure, but it did make me wonder because I thought eight months. Both both yeah. of his both of his lovers he killed when the babies were eight months. So he's like That's strange. Yeah, I think he's just like she can't she can't give birth to it. Rose will go mad. Yeah, I scared of Rose. More yeah, scared. Yeah, I think so. Maybe the I mean the first one Rose. I don't think she, she went was about around. It, no. no, but he did have quite a strong-willed wife. Yeah, when he pitched, didn't he? Really? Yeah. Um, sounds like wow. his sort of bloke is just trying to keep everybody happy yeah. and doesn't really have the brain capacity to do it in a non-homicidal way. No. Um, 23rd of April, Rose is arrested for the murder of Linda Goff and replies, I'm innocent. Don't believe that for a second. 26th of April, she's charged with the murder of Caroline Cooper and on the same day, they get a warrant to search 25 Midland Road because they're looking for Charmaine. Should we talk about Caroline Cooper? Caroline Cooper. Also mm-hmm. known as Kaz, I'm afraid, Kaz. Yeah. She was born in Luton, bred with Shear. And she... Um, oh, she's the girl that was in the children's home, wasn't she? Yes. Yeah. Sorry, we've talked about her. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no worries. Love her. Yeah. Um, I'm just going through them all. It's just, yeah, I'm yeah. up and down like a yo-yo looking at them all and it's just so sad. There was another Shirley, wasn't there? Yes. Shirley Hubbard. Hubbard. 15, Lauren. I mean, yeah. what the fuck? I can, Rose, as a mother, I know. do that to a 15-year-old child. I, I just don't understand. No. She must She must have lost all her empathy when she was, her mother was 100%. getting um, electric shock seat yeah. treatment, I think. Yeah, 100%. But yeah, she was born in Birmingham. She attended Drotwich High School. Mm-hmm. And um, she was doing work experience at Debenhams in Worcester. Oh, love her. And at the time of her disappearance on the 14th of November, 74, she left work to go home and she just never made it home. Oh, love 15. Her. I mean, what the hell is wrong with people? They probably just offered her a lift, didn't they? She was probably yeah. bust up and they probably just offered her oh, a lift. Oh, yeah. Same with most of them, isn't it? Oh, it's just sickening. These people are just absolutely no heart at all. No remorse. No None. None feeling. at all. Um, in his interviews, though, a lot of the time he says it, it haunts him. He can still hear them and things like that. It seems to, like, he has a conscience. He had more of a conscience than her, yeah. 100%. Seems to be. 100%, yeah. Twisted conscience, yeah. but he did seem to yeah. at least have one. Yeah. Um, in the following days, Rose just gets arrested and charged with all of the murders, mm-hmm. apart from Rena and Anne McFall. Mm-hmm. On the 29th of April, Fred Fred sends a note to the interviewing team which mm-hmm. says I have not I still cannot tell you the whole truth from the very first day of this inquiry my main concern has been to protect another person or persons right I mean what does that what does that tell you obviously yeah, yeah. He's, he's basically saying he um, hasn't told the whole truth yeah and this is only like a couple of months after it all comes yeah. out I'm sticking up for Rose mm. oh my god eventually they take him to Midland Road, I think, and he points out where Charmaine's remains are. Yeah. And they dig her up. And in the trial, mm-hmm. the remains of Charmaine will actually nail Rose to the two murders. How? Well, there's this, um, this was on the documentary as well. There was a forensic dentist, mm-hmm. like an expert at um, dental mm-hmm. recognition. Now, there's this brilliant picture of Charmaine. It's her school photo, and she's grinning from ear to ear, and she's lost both of her front teeth. Oh. And, you can, and then you can clearly see the teeth next to it, mm-hmm. all the shapes and the dents and everything, and apparently they're just as unique as the fingerprint. Yeah. So he's got this skull, 
and he's lined it up with the photograph mm-hmm. and he can see like obviously they know the date this photograph yeah. is taken he can see how much the teeth have grown in the period between that oh, photo wow. being taken and at the time of her death wow and then they can pinpoint that <gasps> she would have been this age wow when she was killed and it was when fred was in prison so that's it had, amazing it had to have been rose it couldn't have been fred <gasps> And so that's how that's how Charmaine that fascinates me so yeah, bad. It was really really good. That was wow. such a brilliant piece of detective yeah. work, like forensics. Yeah, because they didn't really have sword or one. No. Really, it's all circumstantial. Yeah. they're like, oh come on, you live there, you must yeah. have known. Obviously, yeah. they there was one other piece of uh, really good at well, two other witnesses, mm-hmm. which were the two witnesses that uh, couldn't face it at the time. Oh. So during the trial, Caroline Owens, yeah, she steps girl. up and she faces it. Good girl. And she she has her day in court, and she explains how she thought they were she, they were going to kill her that night, and she says how complicit Rose was. Yeah. How Rose was literally she was there every inch of the oh, way. Oh, It wasn't yeah. just Fred. Yeah. And then uh, Fred's own daughter Anne Marie, she takes a stand as well, and she describes how Rose again is absolutely they're, they're both in it both, yeah they're both in it it certainly isn't just fred no they both do it together yeah. they're a team yeah so these two women combined with this piece of forensics yeah is what nails them in the end good that's um, amazing tw- uh, we've got the 7th of june the remains of anne mcfall are found in a place called finger pot field mm-hmm. with her developed with her eight month fetus oh. so that i think that was the last body that they managed to find so that was all 12 people that were killed have we missed have we talked about everyone other than heather um yeah that's that's everybody other than heather so yeah did you want to pick up on heather yeah so god love her she was um the eldest wasn't she of fred and rose Mm -hmm. and she uh was at school still in 1987 and obviously her body was found under the patio in the mm. garden or under the barbecue, shall we say? Done it again. I'm so sorry. That's okay. <laughs> so her brother Stephen claims that a father asked him to help dig the hole she was buried in. Yeah, I read that. Yeah. Um. So she was born on the seventeenth of October. Uh, she was sixteen when she was murdered in 1987. She was the first victim whose body was found. And apparently she was rebellious and difficult and refused to collaborate with her father's plans. Mm. And she wanted to work in Butlins. Yeah, she applied to work in a holiday camp. Um, yeah, but um, something went down the night before her murder. Because they told everyone she went to live in Butlins, didn't she, and work mm. in Butlins. But I think it was her brother Stephen found her crying on the bed. Mm. Saying that she hadn't been accepted. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh, what a shame. Yeah. So, she she didn't get into Butlins, and she wasn't going. If she had got in, mm. like this could have been a different story. But yeah, she just wasn't complicit. She wouldn't. She would try and protect her family mm. from the father. Apparently, I'm saying mother too. And apparently they think she threatened to go to the police to report them. Mm. And that's why she was caught, killed. She yeah. had just finished her GCSEs when she went missing. But they never reported her missing case. Mm. Never. Not once did they... F- you know, like, for it's all reported. Yeah. Elizabeth. Well, it was uh, it was um, Mrs. Fritz or whatever. Yeah, reported her. but you, to cover their tracks, but do you just think they were thought they was untouchable? 
Yeah, no one did, nobody seemed that curious no. again, did they? But there's no. a, lot, a lot of children lived in that house. Yeah. So yeah, they did, yeah they. I don't understand that, but apparently mm. they was just telling like if neighbours or someone would inquire, mm. and they think they was waiting for her to finish school, so then they wouldn't have to. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they the wouldn't. school wouldn't raise no, the alarm. No one would raise the alarm. Mm. Where is Heather? Because It'd be like, oh, she's finished her exam. Yeah. She's taken a job yeah. over in Butlins. Exactly. So no one would really, and that that was their alibi and stuff. Like, but mm. they never ever reported her missing. Well, I think. Um, from by all accounts, Fred saw all of his children as his property. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a lot of other, there was a lot of children that Rose had. Some of them were Fred, some of them weren't. Yeah. And from what I've read, the ones that like because she worked as a prostitute, she had yeah. children that weren't Fred's. Oh yes. And he left those yeah. alone. But the children that he'd fathered, he yeah. thought it was his duty as a dad to like break them in to take their virginity. Yes, I've. She while she held him down, is that yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. And um, and then I read as well the two older girls, so May Jesus and Christ. Heather, Heather and May, they wouldn't shower, and if Fred was in the house, they wouldn't shower at all. Um, if they had to get changed, they wouldn't do it unless the other yeah. one was there. So um, so say one of them would keep guard to yeah. keep him out because he was literally on them. He just wouldn't leave him alone. He just wouldn't leave Jeez, him alone. Cares. And I, I think Heather did uh, confide confide in a friend. And maybe the friend encouraged her to go to the police and that's why they murdered her. But I did read as well that I think it might have been the same brother, Stephen, Mm -hmm. remember seeing Rose stamping on Heather's head. My God. He said he saw her do it about six times and then Heather never moved. So he's saying Rose killed her. Whereas Fred said he killed her. Yeah. So um, I think Rose has got a lot to answer for. I think she is one of the main, obviously, mm. like they were in it together. Yeah. But yeah, I think she's in a lot more than what she's leading people to believe, you know. I think she tried to come across as the... As a victim. She said said herself, she went, I'm a victim as well. Yeah. It's just crazy. Yeah. She's going, I can't forgive him what he's done to Heather. Really? Yeah. Is she on drugs? What on earth is going on? How do you... Oh my God. I don't know. So yeah... Uh, while Fred's on remand, mm-hmm. even though he's on suicide watch, somehow on New Year's Day '95, he manages to hang himself in his cell in Winston Green near Birmingham. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this, this, this. Do you want a fun fact? This Go cracks on. me up. While he was in jail, he started on his autobiography, the title of which was going to be called "I Was Loved by an Angel." You're joking. <laughs> Joking. My God. And that's why I wrote this down because I was like, I have to tell her and this it's that just, is... <laughs> just busted me up. Oh, but, but his wife was Rose West. I know. Did he have another wife who was nice? My God. What the hell? Um, and then, oh my goodness. So this this shows again like he was a bit basic. Yeah. So he wrote his own epitaph as well, right. which he wanted obviously on his gravestone. I doubt if he's allowed a gravestone because it would just be for trophy hunters and stuff. Now, yeah. It? But it, it, this is what he wanted on his epitaph. In loving memory, Fred West, Rode, Rose West, rest in peace where no shadow falls. In perfect peace, he waits for Rose, his wife. Are you joking, mate? No, I'm not. He's like a poet. What is the matter with him? <laughs> I don't know. But what I read that and I thought, little bit of light relief there. Little bit of light relief. But what, what, what makes him entitled that thinks he's entitled? To perfect peace. To it's perfect like, peace. I, it's like he thinks he's going to heaven. Exactly. What <laughs> the fuck? It's so funny. Honestly. Um, yeah, so fast forward to the 3rd of December. The trial's over and she's found guilty to 10 counts of murder. Yeah, Fred's in perfect yeah. peace waiting for her. 
I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, but she weren't talking too much, oh, she? Because um, earlier on, where they're both in mind, they go to the court, don't they? Yeah. To the magistrate's court. And she gives him such the cold shoulder. He turns around and goes, actually, it was all Rose. I, I never <laughs> done anything. I'm going to retract all my confessions. Show. Yeah. Act like that, bitch. See exactly. what you get. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, he did. He was absolutely, he was heartbroken by all accounts. He was absolutely devastated by the way she treated him. Yeah. She, he couldn't believe how cold she was being towards him. He went, she wouldn't reply to any of his letters. And like I say, in court, she literally wouldn't even look at him. She wouldn't even make eye contact. And at that point, he was like, oh, my loyalty's done now. I'm going to tell him actually God. what happened. And from what you can gather with all the snippets, I believe him. I think yeah. she probably was the one. Oh, 100%. Um, yeah, so she was guilty. She, Yeah, the trial started at the beginning of October 95 mm-hmm. and she was found guilty on the 22nd of November 95. And um, she was sentenced a minimum of 25 years. Yeah. And um, Mr. Justice Mantell, the judge, told Rose he hoped she'd never be released. Now... In 1997, a couple of years later, Jack Straw, who was the then Home Secretary, she, he slapped her with a whole life order. Um, same as that Joanne Denner he had, a whole life ah, order. Ah, yes, life means, is life. Yeah, life is life. I yeah. think she's attempted one or two paroles, but she doesn't get anywhere with them. Oh, really? And then in uh, October 96, the house was destroyed and it's now a path. <laughs> so, like, the, the terrace of houses ends and mm-hmm. then there's just a, like a path with a bit of grass on it. And that's it. So, oh you know, you can't get people just going yeah. there, getting pictures outside it and things like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, they, they suspected the cause of death for most of them was uh, torture, strangulation, oh. suffocation. Dirty bastards. Yep, exactly. There was uh, ropes, holes in the cellar, bones removed. Fred never explained where they were, but he did confess to Stephen that he hit the removal of fingers and toes and nails were yeah, part of the I torture. Ah, Cigarette okay. burns as well. Ah. So the girls would be in the cellar being suspended, obviously completely helpless. Can't even scream in pain because they're My gagged. God. Um, yeah, so they're getting all that done to them. Poor um, Yeah. He stated that Rose... When Rose had finished with them, with the victims, they were in such a state yeah. that she'd done such a number on them that they had to die. That's how bad Rose state Rose left them in. My God. Yeah. Jesus Christ. So that's uh, that's enough uh, bodies in the garden for yeah. a minute. Should we move on to our for lovely a lifetime? Game? I think, for, yeah, for a lifetime. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's yeah. do it. It's been a massive case, hasn't it? Like, it has. A huge case. It so. really, really has. And this yeah. is on par with Fritzel for me. Honest to God. Yeah, your little face. You look all traumatized. I am. I'm done. I won't sleep for a night. <laughs> <laughs> let's cheer ourselves up with our six degrees of separation to let's Kevin Bacon. Let's play our little game we play every week, Lauren. Go and tell everyone about a lovely game that we play every so week. So we try and get to Kevin Bacon. Taking in six steps of less of someone we can try and what's the word I'm looking for? Like the, the subject matter of the yes. podcast, isn't it? Yeah. To Kevin Bacon. To Kevin Bacon. Yeah, in six or steps. How'd you do? Less steps. I think I've done five or six. I've definitely Good. haven't gone. I usually, I'm nightmare and I always go over, but. Oh, I've I gone over. I'm, Oh, oh I've gone over. I've gone over, but you'll see the why. Tables have turned, my friend. I know. You'll, you will see why, though. Mm. Sounds oh, good. Yeah. Oh, I, I love know. this bit. This is my favourite bit. I get excited, and then I think after I've said it, I thought, "Was he really that good?" <laughs> I don't know. Well, as long so, as it entertains us, that's the main thing. True. So I was going to go with appropriate adult, and then I thought, "No, because that's the most recent." Mm. I'm not doing that. That yeah, that was that um, sort of dramatisation, yeah. wasn't it, of uh, when he was in remand? Yeah. 
So I've gone with my subject matter, Rose West. Ah. Oh. And she had an affair with Myra Hindley in prison. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And she was played by a Maxine Peake. Oh, yeah, I saw that. That was yeah. really good, that was. She was in Peterloo mm. with Kieran O'Brien. Mm-hmm. And he was in, <laughs> it's a B-movie by the looks of it, goal, exclamation point. <laughs> goal! Yeah, you can't goal! Say that, that's, it. that's how you say goal. Goal! <laughs> With Tony Planter, I think, Planter. And he was in JFK with Kevin Bacon. I've looked up goal. And goal. It, gets, it actually gets 6.7 out of 10 on IMDb. Oh, so so it actually isn't a B-movie. It's just the name shit. Yeah, it's just the name. It's just the name that lets it down. Yeah, it does bad, doesn't it? It, it is about football. Yeah. Oh, what a stupid thing to say. Of course it's about football. It's called goal. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it could have been about... Uh, what, else, what else goal it's in it? It's about Newcastle United. Oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> I know. Well, so I, I suppose it could be like, you do get goal attack in netball, don't you? Yeah, yeah. It could have been about another sport that they say goal. Goal. I'm trying to think of one. I can't think of one, case. Yeah, mine's just literally netball. Yeah. That's about it. <laughs> oh, <drum>. Okay. Oh. <laughs> anyway, I'm not the sportiest of people. No. I I'll hold my hands up to that. No, we've got other interests. Yeah. So, Dance yeah, I like theater. that. <laughs> yeah, that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, serial killers. Yeah. And true crime. <laughs> and true crime and hauntings. Oh, yes. So, my six degrees, mm-hmm. so I did go down the obvious route, the um, appropriate adult yep. show. So, there was an actor called Dominic West played Fred West. Every time I see him, Kaz, I on just realised they've got the same surname. Do you think they're related? <sighs> Must be, because whenever I see him, because I've seen that, I go to my husband, yeah, Fred West. Fred West, he goes, <laughs> will you fuck off with that? Because anything we watch, he's with down Dominic like, West in it, yeah. Because yeah. he's quite a heartthrob, isn't he? Yeah. He's quite a leading man. He, it's brave of him to take that character. Dark, curly out, yeah. yeah. Fred West. Yeah. <laughs> no, I can't believe they've got the same name. I know. That's the, what is it, like Gavin and Stacey? <laughs> but you know where I get really bad with not everything, let's face it, speech <laughs> names, everything, faces. Um, I thought when I was retelling this, that I got Dominic West's surname wrong because mm. it was West. Now yeah. I'm thinking, now I'm mixing him up with Fred. I had to look at Google yeah. and he was like, no, it is it Fred. It is West. Yeah, it's it um, Dem- Dominic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dominic West. I know, I didn't re- I didn't tweet because I'm just so used to seeing the name Dominic West, famous yeah. actor, and then suddenly I'm like, oh, it's oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Dominic West is in The Crown. He plays Prince Charles in The oh, Crown. Oh, yeah. So he must be becoming more of a character actor, like playing the, like actual people, yeah, he, I suppose. Yeah. He does a good job on that. He does, a really good job. Uh, I think he's like an older version of Prince Charles. Mm-hmm. Uh, Helena Bonham Carter plays Princess Margaret in The Crown. Oh, she's brilliant. She's so good in it, isn't she? She's so, so entertaining. Good. She she's, really is. She's entertaining in everything oh, she's she in, is. to be fair to her. But her. she's great as Princess yeah. Margaret. Brilliant casting. Um, and she played... Um, Oh, I can't remember the woman who makes the pies in Sweeney Todd. Yep. With um, Johnny Depp. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Johnny Depp used to be engaged to Winona Ryder. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Winona Ryder, when she was really young, like a very young teenager, yes. maybe like, like like 12, 13, 14, mm-hmm. she played the wife of Jerry Lee Lewis in the film Great Balls of Fire. Okay. Um, which was starring opposite Dennis Quaid. He played her husband. Yep. Dennis Quaid was in the remake of Footloose. Well done, Kaz. And he played Reverend <gasps> Shaw Moore in oh, the remake I love it. of Footloose. And may I just point out, I still ain't watched the first Footloose, so there so you go. So you ain't watched the remake either? No, I haven't boom, watched it. I still don't know anything about the film, so I'm not as much about Footloose as I Listen, do about, it's about Yeah. <laughs> 
It's about a man, and he's got a foot that's loose. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Amazing. Yeah. I love. I love you. I love your jokes. <laughs> no, that was cheesy. I'm getting tired. Me, I'm not working. <laughs> well, that was the case of the House of Horrors. Mm-hmm. Fred and Rose West. Done. We hope you've enjoyed listening to it. Yeah, more than we did researching it. I can say that for nothing. Definitely for you. Yeah. 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 It was a hell of a case, but um, yeah. We hope you enjoyed it. We hope uh, we made a bit of sense. I'm going to go and have a good scrub now because I feel (laughs) vile. Yeah, maybe have a glass of wine in the bath (laughs) and feel a bit more human. Yeah. (laughs) Dog. Yeah, so we'd just like to say thank you very much for supporting the podcast. Thank you. Um, We do have Patreon up and running at the moment, don't we? Yeah, we do. If you fancy supporting the podcast, please feel free to head over there. We have some extra content over there yeah plus uh, we'll give you a cheeky shout out yeah please though it'd be lovely if you could um get in touch with us via our social media or we also have an email mm-hmm. um lauren is the creative one of the two of us aren't you lauren and lauren is champing at the bit to start creating <laughs> some merch yeah please though i've got a new empro- embroidery machine at work and yeah. i am um, let us know what yeah. what sort of merch you'd like to see yeah i'll give it a go available be sure <laughs> just to keep just to keep lauren happy yeah keep me working <laughs> no. um yeah so this week's podcast was brought to you by myself carol and me lauren strap and um we'd like to wish you a very lovely day and thanks for listening thank you take care and goodbye bye